Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Oh, I am so very excited for today's show, but let me get some of the business out of the way first before we go anywhere. Remind you guys to send the emails. Uh, we love them at uh, drdrewafterdark at gmail.com. The voicemails, you're doing a wonderful job with that. Uh, I will regale my current guest with some of those glorious tones that you uh, bring us. 818-253-1693 is the number. 818-253-1693. And uh, I got to, for my wife, get some business out of the way. The Dr. Drew Podcast, Adam and Dr. Drew Show, This Life, Hashtag You Live. And uh, go to drdrew.com for all the stuff there. And there's always, of course this show which we appreciate and we appreciate our new guest our next guest heather mcdonald <gasps> this is so exciting heather i'm so excited to be here i wanted you on this show for quite some time i thought we'd have fun together thank you tell we me do about, always have fun together. we do and i want to get back on juicy scoop and get juicy scoop scoop juicy scoop and get another update on your brother oh well that's coming around the corner is it is he still in prison um he is still in prison and um he might be getting out soon. I, I bet you, you and, guys in the control room that he's one of the cool guys that uh, watches this show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. What I'm, makes him so cool? Oh, God. You know, it's... it. Well, it's scary because he he has a weird... His trigger is kind of me and thinking I'm like, took all of his money because he's the firstborn male, even though we're from the same parents. So his trigger is like bringing up how much my college education cost. Oh, I see. And that I therefore took away from his inheritance. And you know how like some psychotic people, it's like they think aliens are following him. Yeah. It's, it's that I did a stand-up special four years ago. And that's... <laughs> and he thinks I have like millions of dollars from oh, it. Oh, I see. So I'm hoping other comedians will chime in and let him know that I do not. No, it doesn't and, work yes. that way. So yeah, he's constantly like, you know... You, I need this, I need this. And then Peter would be nice and like- Peter, send your him, husband. Yes. And when like send, say, hey, we, we're not going to give you a, a condo when you get out and oh. we're not going to give you birthday presents, but here's a book. And we sent him a couple books. We sent him Caitlyn Jenner's book because I thought he would enjoy it. And he did. We sent him David Spade's book. And, um, but that's, then he's like, thanks for the books. But God, I mean, Heather has millions of dollars. And then he does this like weird math of like how much my USC education cost and my high school, what I spent on my stepdaughter's high school and why he should then get a portion of Oh boy. It's this crazy math thing. Your and husband Peter spends a lot of time managing your family. Yes. The your family of origin. The, you know what? It's a bummer to have some losers in your family because then that makes up for like anything that he does wrong because his family, no one is in prison. No one... He doesn't have a restraining order against anyone. So he and, can really fuck up, essentially. Exactly. And go, well, and, well, look at those guys. And everybody, family. and everybody like you is like, Peter's a saint. <laughs> so it makes it very difficult. Anyway, we don't know what's going to happen. We were hoping to move into a gated community um, mm. by the time your brother got out. That was the goal. And this is not just to protect you from your brother. No, this is to protect your brother and, and your sister. <laughs> my sister, yeah, but now I, I'm not worried about my sister oh, anymore. Okay. She lives farther away. Like, right. she's been chill. Okay, good. But the brother coming out, he actually did a letter that threatened us oh. with a drawing of um, a guy with a machete. I guess he paid somebody in prison two cans of soup to draw whatever. And Wow, <laughs> this is getting interesting. And, and this is all on Juicy Scoop. But he said he would spare the children. Oh, oh that's good. Okay, okay but that's and good. then when we you know, made 
it's a real threat so we had to do what we had to do then he wrote again and said come on god peter i was joking you know so i don't know but it freaks me out because i bought the house next door to my parents which is not a smart thing to do when you have a psychotic brother because that's one address they won't forget right so like my sister's behind gates three hours away and other the other siblings have moved several times but like i am you know two miles from RTD and Target, like, you know, so it's, so I, we were thinking about, okay, we'll, we'll get into a gated community Okay. before, but you know what? He and his machete can just jump I don't the fence. Want, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. Like, I really don't want to move. I like love my house. Do your, do your, my house isn't that big. And I like that my teenagers are Do your juicy scoopers close. advise you? Do they support yes, you? Yes, they all want you? me to. What do they say? They just are like, they write, they get very scared about it. And I, I kind of do too, because See, that's the way YMH has a dedicated fan base. Heather has this huge fan base that just are involved. Yes. They're and I mean, very involved. And 90% of my show is, is funny and entertaining, but a lot, some of it is my personal stuff, and I'm just so honest about it all because I'm not ashamed to have fucked up adult siblings, and I, I've given people the, um, the permission and to get rid of bad adult sibling relationships that are dysfunctional, and I kind of think... I'm one of the first people that's somewhat, you know, on a platform to kind of say that. Because you always hear about, like, you have the horrible dad or the horrible mom or, you know, the awful ex-husband. But, like, when you're... And and a very common denominator is the big Irish Catholic family. Or not necessarily Irish, but Catholic. Catholic and several children. There's always a couple black sheep, but the parents constantly make the black sheep have to come to everything. And, And, like, everybody's like, God, until I heard your podcast, I finally was like, no, I'm fucking done with this weirdo. We may have lived under the same roof for 10 years of our life, but now you're 50. Get the fuck out. Like, it's just, it's, and it's very much of a... Liberating. It is. And and, and your sister, you had a crazy relationship with too. My sister, she had a weird thing, a weird kind of crazy obsession. And and that, uh, that fortunately has gone away which was what what which the story was is just throughout my whole really once i got married and had kids is when she got really bad because before she sort of was it it was sort of fun for her to go see my stand-up and stuff and then there was something where it was like wait a minute how can you also have a husband and kids and have this kind of fun somewhat famous life yes so jealous and it was just a lot of nightmares a, a lot of um she got angry she took the bridesmaid's dress from a couple years prior and tried to light it on fire at oh, like, my house. Like on your front yard? Or? Yes. Oh, it was hmm. a Nicole as, Miller. As, like, it looked just like Gwyneth Paltrow's so uh, Oscar dress. Perhaps she would like to send Nadav a couple of videos because he would put them to good use, I assure you. Yeah, Dr. Drew uh, after dark <laughs> yes. at gmail.com. Oh, my God. So it, it, it was a lot of years of that, and then it got really escalated between my dad's death and my mom's death. And, you know, that was what was sort of and weird you have, and, and you sad. Have, and you have one sister who's like a Supreme Court judge. <laughs> My one sister's a criminal defense attorney, and we're very close. However, our relationship was jeopardized during this traumatic time around both my parents' deaths, which was seven that. months apart. I remember that. And... Um, because she was taking care of your mom, right? And she was the head of the trust, yeah, which yeah. I wouldn't wish on anyone. No, I and I was like, please pay yourself for the hours of yes. like... And, you know, there were times that the other siblings would like disappoint my parents or, and they were like, we're cutting them out of the will. I'm like, please, dear God, don't do that. It'll mm-hmm. only make my life worse. We all just, de- there isn't a lot of money, but we all deserve a fifth. Who cares? And uh, so what was sad and kind of strange is like when my mom did die and she died unexpectedly, it was like, 
I was, I, I'm so sad. I miss her every day. I missed my dad yesterday, but there was this like weird relief mm. that you don't have to deal with these people anymore. Like there's no guilt about Christmas. There's no Your trauma. mom doesn't guilt you about yeah, it. Yeah, there's yeah. no more jealousy about like- You can also be honest about your parents too, about whatever yeah. else was in that relationship for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame, I, I have such a good, I think my parents were just great, you know, but that's the other thing I kind of noticed when you have a lot of kids, like, there were things that um, I think I just, I, I, my personality balanced very well with both my parents. So, you know, when people say you have a favorite, I kind of have a theory that like, no, you don't have a favorite. It's just sometimes the kid is either so much like you that you get along or so much like you that you don't. And then there's another child that just is an easier flow. Like I just- Like any other people out in the world. Yeah, like yeah. like a, my mom would, was sort of snarky and, and there's certain things she would say that would maybe hurt my two other sisters, but I kind of had the same sense of humor. So I was like, oh God, you know, who cares? You know, so we just, there were things that, and she would say snarky things to me too, but it just wouldn't bother me. So right. it's like, I think that's, that was part of it too, the, the jealousy. And I was the youngest of five. That's another thing that my brother always brings up is that, that we weren't planned. My sister and I were not planned. And my mom had gotten, gone on the pill Right after my Catholic? crazy sister, what? yes. And then a friend of hers got a blood clot from the pill. Oh. So she thought that was God saying, get off the pill. Okay. So she got off the pill and then she had my sister and then she had me. And then my dad found a priest in San Diego that would bless a vasectomy. And oh. he drove down there oh. and um, after his vasectomy or before. I don't know. He didn't he do show up it. in the operating room? He wouldn't he? do it, but he would like forgive you for getting oh, I see. one. Because so my dad did, was like, I cannot. gave him a couple of rosaries and Hail yeah. Marys. And... But what's weird is like I knew those details. Do you still like, carry all the Catholic shit around with you? Um, well, the good part about the Catholic, but I was going to say the thing about that is weird. Is like I knew that story at like five. Like That's, how that I wasn't, that we were mistakes. Like you said, perfectly normal. Family. Yeah. We were mistakes, but they'd be like, but you're best surprise ever. So then in my brother's weird letters, he's like, you know, you weren't planned. You were a mistake. Yet, you know, you cost mom and dad all this money because you went to USC, you know, mm. um, because the three of them didn't, the older three didn't go to college at all, but whatever. So it was just that kind of stuff. Oh, do I carry the Catholic stuff? I... I love that I was raised to have a relationship with God. And I love that Before I was you've raised. You've forsaken that in your comedy, though. What do you mean? I love no. God. Okay, okay. Jesus loves me. Okay. Jesus He's loves checking. podcasts. He oh. thinks I'm a hoot. Okay. He does not care about bad language. No, okay. He has got a great sense of humor. Okay. And so my my Jesus is like down with just like living a happy life, being a good Your person. Your Jesus is like Buddy Hackett or something. He's just like, yes, he's totally, <laughs> he's down with the gays. I mean, come on. Jesus probably was gay. He had 12 guys that all left their wives to be with him. I mean, come on, whatever. Well, something, something. I mean, there's probably something there. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I, I think that I love... Um, and I love Christian service. Like I love that I was taught to do the ritual and the, just, just the anything. Ritual. And so I always say, just do your Christian service, like a simple oh, thing in this state, a cert, but there, you can do Christian service very easily yeah, in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. Tagging someone that has less followers than you, Christian service, <laughs> though people fight it. They don't want to do it. They don't want to share the wealth. They, don't, do they don't want anyone to know about you that you mm -hmm. do. Your, they do their whole podcast. You're like, could you at least do a swipe up motherfucker? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I just had Kyle. I just had Kyle Dunnigan on, hilarious comic. Huh. Loved him. Was so excited for him. And I go, oh my god, my juicy scoopers who are not that big on, into comedy. I've introduced them to so many comics. They, I'm sometimes the first stand-up show they went to. Now they go to see all my friends. 
And I go, they'll definitely go see you. And, um, you know, and I'm like, Ed, make sure you tag me because you've got like 500,000 Instagram followers. And he goes, mm, no, I don't do that. I don't do any podcast. I don't, I don't support any podcast. And, um, and I go, oh, well, but he was an atheist. So he doesn't understand. I see. He doesn't, right. I understand he doesn't know logic, how, yes. you know, there's karma, but yes. there's also Instagram karma, like uh, yes. inst- whatever, gram karma. Yes. So he, so then all my juicy scoopers, I left that in that he wasn't going to post about sure. it. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the next day after my show, he did a swipe up for Adam. <laughs> And I go, you know what? When people say, why is it hard? Is it hard to be a female comic? And I go, no, no, no. It's been great. I'm so lucky. No, that's exactly <laughs> that's what that's it, it is. That's exactly that's what the, it is. The bro school on Instagram. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's rough. So I've never had you describe your parents to me. What were they like? My parents were very um, funny. Your, like, they both like? very gregarious and fun, what but also horrible temper. He oh, was a, um, no trauma there. He was a Marine when oh. he was 17 to 18, mm-hmm. I mean, 17 to 20. Then the mm-hmm. war ended world war two. Mm-hmm. Then he went to college and played football for, uh, um, Hofstra. Then he got into sales. Then he was like straight up madmen. He oh, worked wow. at, um, McCann Erickson mm-hmm. and like literally there's scenes and furniture and everything from that show that I was like, Oh my God, we had those same glasses. And like, the whole Mad Men thing, he lived. Irish and then, Yes, drank oh, the three. Oh, okay. Like every night was, you know, the wine and then okay. the sherry after the wine and then the beer with the walk with the dog. Mm-hmm. And then though, I don't think he was an alcoholic because then one day oh, the doctor not. said, no, you can't have this alcohol anymore with this medication. And he just stopped drinking. Hmm. And that was kind of it. He really never had like anything after that. Did the doctor give him some pills to compensate for that? Well, I don't know. I'm sure like he, you know, had a million ailments. So, I mean, sure. How old was he when that happened? Oh, like he died at 88, but probably by like 68, he stopped drinking or 65 altogether, like kind of altogether. Interesting. And he, um, but he had a very bad temper. Mm. So a lot of yelling and, um, and that was very hard. Is that at you, your mom, the other kids? It was very, he would call it he called it dad he called it disappointment anger and then depression is what would happen we something dr after dark <laughs> <laughs> which is also disappointment anger and then depression that's after the that's when you finish here today um probably jesus this is like you know i've never been to therapy for myself What's wrong with you i've only gone to therapy I, my parents would bring me to their therapist. Another fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that about the worst thing you do is bring your child like you said, as you're, like you're an a, eyewitness to the fights? Like you said, your family was perfect. Your parents were perfect. Everything <laughs> was great growing up. Perfect. I just, how, I just, but you know what, what? This is what's great about my parents. They were funny. They were funny and they, they thought I was fabulous. <laughs> They did. What's which great is, about I, your parents? It's kind they of, loved me. They thought it, I was the greatest. It's a little bit of an... No wonder your brothers and sisters are jealous. They hate it. Yeah. I remember the one. Yeah. The first time my dad yelled at me, the whole family did like a slow clap. They were like, <laughs> finally, Pumpkin gets it. Like, So I think, um, yeah, but what what is different for me that I think a lot of comics, a lot of comics have that thing where like, oh my God, I came from a family of doctors. I'm such a disappointment. I'm a comic. Like the bar was so low for my family that like me being a comic was like really great. And what was your mom? What was she like? My mom was very, um, 
very conceited. <laughs> she she definitely thought she was beautiful, and she was beautiful, and she was a badger beauty from the University of Wisconsin, and she would tell people that all the time. They don't have that anymore because it's obviously like horrible and well, I don't sexist know sexist whatever, and all that. Yeah, yeah. but um, so but she was became a realtor when I was seven and really worked hard and really wanted to give us everything. Um, never was like into like labels clothes or anything like i mean she always looked nice but she was not someone that you know as long as her home was nice and her kids were getting a good education that's all how, she cared she about. about here from wisconsin because she met my dad in chicago she worked she was straight up madman she was the copywriter and he hit on her and then they got married and got he, pregnant they got married no that's mad men no do you know that's what that's the madman no thing. you know what a virgin she was mm. what they, a virgin was she they tried to do it and the hymen was so or whatever. Fibrous. fibrous. She had to call, go to a, a doctor. To cut it. She had to go to a doctor. We call that a fibrous hymen. That's... And uh, they told you that too when they were five? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Oh the being a virgin until oh. you're married was a huge... No, but the fibrous thing. hymen and the... Yeah. That, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, they uh. really had no secrets. And so, uh, yeah, the... Um, this was the best story. As my dad got older, then he started to drop some juicy scoop. Oh, okay. Like, like then I would say, dad, are these things the madmen really true? Are people cheating like this? And he goes, actually, a lot of the junior associates were fucking the owner's wives. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. Why say ooh? It's not like it was big. It was like a little cougar thing. It's not ooh. No, it's ooh because it, these guys were relying on their junior associates and they sweep in and... Well, he said they were such assholes. He was like, good, go for it. Oh. He was, hated the, the main owners. But anyway, he... What was funny about um, my dad is so then he started to drop some juice. and But a lot of the stories he would tell me over and over again. And the best story he ever told me was he's like... So, you know, we were, they grew up in Long Beach, Long Island, New York. And he's like, you know, and my one friend and I, we went and we used to smoke these cigarettes in these caves or something. And then we saw these two older brothers of our friends. And, and I go, okay, dad, like I got to go. And he goes, all right, well, I won't bore you anymore. Anyway, they were fucking each other. I'll let you go. And I go, what? I go, wait a minute, dad. I go, this story you're holding back like at 86 years old? Like I've heard every fucking boring story. Now, wait a minute. You and you're like, you're 10. They go to a cave. They see like two like 15, 16 year old boys that they know from the neighborhood, like older brothers. And they are complete butt fucking. And I go, dad, like what happened to these guys? And he's like, oh, like one, Monty McKinney, you know, had nine kids and whatever. O'Brien had 11. Uh -oh. And I'm like, dad, this is like a broke back mountain. This is... This yeah. is like so sad. Yeah, and he goes, sad. oh, I think they were just experimenting. I'm oh. like, well, have you fucked anyone in the ass? He's like, no. And I go, well, then I don't think it was that. How was the story never told to he me? Did, he didn't. If didn't, I would have left one minute earlier. He didn't break stride with, well, your mom. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> never could not believe it. Okay. Well, any, any anything not quite as vivid that we could, uh, you could oh share? that we can talk about? Yeah. No, I mean it was just you know a dinner every night on the table. Uh, did just, he did he glamorize the Madman years? It was in Chicago, right? Yes, but yeah. then he, so so then he, they got my mom started doing real estate here. And How'd they come out here? Because McCann Erickson hired oh, them. That was the, and they like, mentioned this, that actually in Mad Men. That's how say, he comes out. That's how Don comes that's out. That's how here. he comes out. Yeah. Because McCann Erickson and, and is my out here. dad had issues. Like the older character with the gray hair, he had issues with Roger, um, Roger with having any Japanese uh, products because he fought the Japanese. Oh my god! So he was holding back, holding back, holding back, and then finally he was like, 
all right, I got to provide and type its Toyota account and Kawasaki account. And then he went over to Japan. And when Oof. he came into the room, these, these executives were all soldiers with him on the other side. Oof. And they said, oh, uh, McDonald Marine. And they got up and they bowed to him. Mm. It was very interesting. And it was, it's such a great story of like after war and capitalism and like, you know. People getting on. And this never happened <clears throat> since then. But anyway. Well, in so, Vietnam it happened. Yeah. Same, so, I mean, same, it, kind of same time, th yeah, where they, you know, where it was different and then they saw the way of like life could be better and appreciate that their lives Where, where was he in the Pacific? You know, what, like what kind of ship he was on or anything? Um, I asked because my father-in-law was on one of those. I don't really remember. I mean, I know that he, he was preparing to invade some other place. Well, he was a right? Marine. He was a Marine. Marine. Yeah, my, my he was, was practicing the, the parachuting yeah. to invade um, before they dropped the bomb because nobody knew about the bomb. And then, and he set out, well, he knew he was going to die because he's like, they knew they were shooting ducks. They're floating down. And so he, he was like, I was ready to go. Okay, well, it's been fun 20 years. Like, that's it. Like, you just accepted that you're going to have to die. Isn't that crazy? And so then they all come home and nobody got any therapy or anything. And he never, ever talked about killing anyone or anything. Just funny stories. Oh, this guy got shot in the butt. This guy used a purple heart when he really didn't deserve it to sell suits 10 years later. Like, just little things like that. And then he goes... And then he, when he was sick and he had like this minor stroke or something and I was visiting him and he was kind of coming out of it. He was like, and he basically told me the story of the man, he, he killed two men, two J Japanese soldiers and he saw their eyes and he, he had their wallet. He like kept their, their personal stuff. Wow. And it, it was, it was like so sad because you were like, this guy's 88 years old this happened when he was 18 or 19 and this is what in his moment you know of coming out of a stroke and that he is sad and has guilt about with, yeah and so you're like i can't imagine what they go through you know and and especially back then when you don't have the therapy and you don't mm. you know and so when did comedy happen for you comedy happened for me well, when I was really young, my parents would always, we would, we don't mean to brag, but we had cable and we were watching A&E <laughs> evening at the improv when I was in high school and we'd see Ray Romano and, or maybe even before then. And they would be like, one day you're going to be on that stage at the LA improv where they tape it and you should be a comic. And, and then I went to USC and I was like, no, I'm not going to be, you know, a waitress at 27 struggling. I'm going to, you know, like run a business. And then right after I got out of school, I had this awful job being an assistant buyer for Robinson's May. It was really boring and it wasn't creative at all. And luckily for me, they fired me because mm. I probably would have never quit. Mm. And they fired me and it was one of those things where the girl's like, hey, can you come down to Human Resources up around, um, I don't know, five o'clock on Friday? I'm Oof. like, that doesn't sound good. Oof. And then I saw her earlier in the day, like coming down the escalator and I smiled she and she looked like looked away. the other, yes. <laughs> and then I sat down and she goes, today's going to be one of my hardest days because it's going to be your last. And I was like, oh. And, um, but then I told her, I said, well, actually I'm taking these stand-up comedy classes and I have a show in a couple weeks. Would you like to come? And she came. Oh my God. She came and was, she was so happy because she was like, you're not, you should not be doing this. Like that's you should why be, she fired you. Yeah. You should be <laughs> doing something that's like fun. And da -da. so I took a class, I took a learning annex class. And then I, from there, that woman taught like a six week course and you got a little, and then once you have like the 10 minute show is when then I could start building it and going around town and 
And then my first real job was writing for Keenan Ivory Waynes oh. on his late night talk show. I was on that show. Yes, I think uh, I remember. Uh, oh, that's so crazy. You I guys, know. You, I remember that show is you had like nine different producers, EPs. Well, wh when I went on for it, Didn't I... did you? I, Isn't that that show? Was that... Oh, no, he fired people all yeah, the right, time. Right, right. And so I knew that all the writers were getting fired, but I knew that if you got fired, because it was Writers Guild, you got paid for 13 weeks. Oh. So I was like, okay, then fire me. Who yeah. the fuck cares, yeah. you know? So I went and... uh and in that particular instance, it was like they were look. He was looking for a white woman. So for me, that was just great because he had like six white guys and six black guys, one black woman, and so then I filled that. And uh, and that was it. Was it was a weird experience that was kind of hard. I just didn't know. I just didn't know, and I didn't appreciate having a writer skill job at 27 years old. How how cool that is. How great yeah. that is, and how I should have like kept yeah. with that. But I still wanted to be a star. When did the Chelsea thing happen? The Chelsea happened when in 2007. Yes, 2000. It's the summer of 2007. The, like May is when we got hired. Then we had six weeks. And then I thought, okay, this will go for like it's weird. Yeah, 13 I just, weeks. I just realized I was the first guest on the, on the, on the, um, because Peter Johansson was somebody I worked with years oh, ago. Oh, yes. And, and I, I think I was a, on a practice show in the early... We did the practice show. Yeah, I think yes. I was on a practice show. And I brought in a DVD of this new thing I just You finished. showed it to me. No, it wasn't a practice show. It was you, Laura Kilmartin. Is it Kilmartin? No, 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 not Laura Kilmartin. Laura... Keitlinger. Keitlinger. Laura yeah. Keitlinger and you and me. And afterwards you go, this is crazy. I don't even know how legally this is going to happen. Show this and, it was, and you showed it to me and it was the... It was Celebrity Rehab. Celebrity Rehab. Yeah. And yeah, we used to have... Was that, it was a practice show though, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. I think I'd maybe no. do... Well, it was it a real... No, one. it was a real show, but it was very much in the beginning. Okay. Because then we, we graduated to like having all comics. But in the beginning right. we had like one news person, one yeah. comic, one expert. Then we went from two comics to one like different type of person, like a you or a reporter or something. Yep. Yep. And then we just went all comics. We had Claire Teitelman on here a couple weeks ago. Oh yes, she's doing well. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Now let's get back to the show. Well, um, it's now time to break your hymen, honey. Yes. I'm sorry, but uh, you'll permit me to show you what are essentially from your mom's house. Christina's yes. new obsession is TikTok. Okay. Okay, great. And oh, slow down. <laughs> slow your roll, gentlemen. And um, your mom's house, of course, has videos. And the videos are of cool people, like your brother. Yes. Uh, and uh christina has and i love being updated on all that's going on at your mom's house yes and she has a new obsession of sending these to our group chat she sends these to the group chat is that what happens yeah so um yes so christina's on this website tiktok and uh you know every couple of days she just sends a huge batch of videos to me potter and, got it uh, and tom and uh yeah we just thought that you know maybe we'd share it with i'd with love you, to Drew, see it you now, TikTok, explain what tiktok is that where you're singing a song or what is it it's just a short video like a vine what is it i think it's really similar to that i think okay. it started off as kind of sing-alongy okay and then people have just kind of created their own separate lanes into it and Got nadab it. will have some questions for us to Got follow. it i love it some comments or questions to follow here we go this video is just for hufflepuffs so if you're not a hufflepuff then please keep scrolling Screwing? Scrolling. Scrolling. Okay, so I told you motherfuckers, you need to restock the hot cocoa when you're done with it. I can't deal with the bullshit in the school. Fine. So that's the first one. She's very uh, in the Harry Potter. Thing. Yes, I saw that she has that wand that Wait, retails for about $44 at, at, at Universal. Really? Yeah. 
is Hufflepuff or Hufflepuff? I have never read a Harry Potter, and I'm proud oh. to say my kids are not nerds. They don't like to read at How all. How are your boys? Now, last time I heard they were giving each other grief about Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fall in the poo. No, you are. My boys are 16 and oh, 13. Oh, and my younger one, maybe you can answer this, because my younger one just goes, I hate Drake. He's the older one. I hate Drake. I can't stand him. And I just said, I go, listen, you've been in an abusive relationship With for him? 13 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've got about two years left, and then you'll be free. I don't know what else to say. He doesn't really beat him up, but he just kind of bothers him. But they get over it quickly. They Has get he, over it. Eh, it'll, it'll flip. Something will flip. Um, I was, I was, okay, they're here. good. They're good. They're, they're fine. But um, right. so wait. But yeah. Not, they're not, not so much poo humor anymore? Oh, yeah. We still love the poo humor. Yeah, okay. But they also like to, we also like to hate watch TV. Like we like to hate watch uh, America's Got Talent and stuff like that. And that's fun with that. Anything else you hate watch? Uh, 911. Oh, yeah cops yes some scripted shows we like to hate watch too and it's really fun because a lot of people don't watch anything with their family that's why i don't want a big house i like that it's like Mm -hmm. you're together you're together i think that's a problem do you think that's a problem with kids and drugs like when the house is so big they they don't even know where the kid is i was at friend's house in the mall and the kid's like texting the mom yeah i mean at least i can hear my kids when they demand make a sandwich for me woman i hear that and i do it because I go, I only have two years left. I'm not saying bitch anymore. That's good. No. So more video. Just call me woman. Yeah. So we have quite a few of these. So at any point, if you guys want to tap out, just let okay. me know. We can move on. All right. Fine. Since it's this thing, I have to fucking do this. Uh, this no, oh wait, I this saw this one. one. Yeah. Because no, I follow Christine. We have uh, we have two videos from Batarina, and then the rest are all uh, okay. spinoffs. Batarina. Okay. But is this the same girl as before? Because that's crazy if there's two people that look no, this no, no, similar. No, no, no. Yeah, this is the same okay. girl as the first one. <laughs> okay. Thank right. God. Fine. Since I have to fucking do this. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Batarina. But please don't ever fucking call me that when you talk with me. Please call me Rena if you have to. If you couldn't tell, I'm a 20-year-old vampire. Just look at oh. the fucking bad ears on my head. Okay. <laughs> and one thing to definitely know about me is do not ever fucking piss me off. That's the wrong thing to do. Bye. Has this girl, does this girl know that Christina is making her famous? Because I saw this one and I was in love. <laughs> I just like, uh, I'm a vampire. <laughs> Note the bat ears. I mean, it is amazing. So is, has there, we make contact with these people once in a while. Okay, good. In fact, there's a very important contact coming everyone's way soon. Ooh, this is actually a really good game. Um, w- through this list of people I'm going to show you, why don't you guys pick who we reach out and contact? Okay. okay. All right. So that's Batarina. I'm Batarina's right now, number one. Right. Batarina's up We've only list. seen one I person. Get, I got to get up and get a pen here. Hold on. <laughs> Just waiting for my oh. lunch. Just waiting for my lunch. Just waiting for my lunch. I ordered a buffalo burger. Yep, a buffalo burger. Okay, bye. I'll show it to you when it gets here. Okay, bye. Okay. Oh my God. He's coming in close. I know you're not a dermatologist, but what the fuck is going on with his head? Uh, I suspect that's a cyst. And uh, who I'm knows? I'm going to say no for this one. I don't okay, like keep the going. way he talks. Keep going. Okay, story time. I'm not a racist. Just because oh. I say the N word in a video, if it's oh. there, I'm going to say it. I'm going to mouth it. I'm going to say it. I also have black cousins, I have <laughs> black friends, and my brother's girlfriend is half black. I'm not a racist. Oh my God! That's she's most, pretty cool. Yes, she's she's a cool she's a cool dude. She's a cool person, and she's a fucking racist. She's as racist as you can possibly get. So here we go. So I can't I can't vote for her. Hey, thank you, man. T, let me let me see that wound. 
Oh, you'll be good. We can't. They'll heal up in the next day or so. Um, we can't leave until this sandstorm goes away, though. So. Okay. Wait, so they're in a sandstorm? Right, so that's another lane of TikTok, is like military response situations. Oh. Yeah, but he has like a, a Nerf gun. <laughs> oh, uh, I think that's a prop. So he's, is I he think... ki kidding about the sandstorm? No, yeah, I mean, this is all clearly a script. Yeah, you guys like, you said, you, ju you just said that you liked uh, scripted yeah, shows, Yeah, yeah, right? he just, it's, okay. we, we, but she likes hating scripted shows, so this is not what we hate. Okay. Right. okay. I'm so, still thinking about the girl who's the racist. She's a white supremacist, not a racist. I'm trying to figure out what she is. You know what? I don't think she is. I think she's just really ignorant. Right, right. And I'll, she's I'll really ignorant. But that makes racist very often. Okay. Here we go. Keep going. But she but has black cousins. Okay. Hello, this is Captain Marcel. My sister went down. I'm going down to the mountain to save my sister. Tell everybody I'll be back. I need it back up. I'll see you later. Bye. I got to say my sister. Bye. This is Captain Marcel. Bye-bye. Kind of like Marcel, but not good, not enough to beat Batarina. Um, no, because I don't even think, well, I, I, I guess he's like playing like a game, like pretending that his sister is yeah. being kidnapped or I, something. I think it's just to get on TikTok. Okay. Here comes Captain Marcel during the day. Uh, she is actually, uh, you know, a contributing member of society. So tell me if this changes your opinion at all. And please, do not go outside yet. Wait till the sun go down, then you go outside to the park, ride your bike with your family. But please, stay in the house for a while. It's very hot. I'm going home, take a shower, and have a glass of water. I'm going to rest. Talk to you later. Bye. So she's wait, a crossing she, guard for kids. Wait, so she's, I'm going to save my sister, Marcel? Yep. Wait, same, she's the same person? Same person. Well, then I'd like to talk to her. That's amazing character work. She's a crossing guard okay, and then so, pretends to be a man trying to... Well, I guess she wasn't pretending to be a man. She just looked like a man in the other one. What's her name again? Uh, this is Captain Marcel. Marcel. Or just put crossing guard. Definitely. Okay, so she's... Uh, and she's and warning people about, you know, being hydrated. Neck and neck for me. Neck and neck. Okay. Here we go. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? So here's a piece of advice. If you are unemployed or about to be unemployed, make sure that you buy multivitamins. Trust me on this one, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to help you on the long run. Because the reason why is because if you're unemployed and you don't have any money coming into your bank account, trust me, you need multivitamins. You have to. It will, it will help you in the long run. It will help you on the long run. I promise you this one. Trust me. Next. First of all, he is trying to do hashtag ad. He's trying to get an, and he's trying to be a partner for like Instagram or something, selling these vitamins. So oh. I think that I, I like you're his hustle. Okay, you're, you're, you you have more insight than I do into these people. I just get sad. In the long run, he said that a lot. Okay, you're right. In the long run, I'm sad. <laughs> Hi, you guys. What's up? This is Bethany signing in to TikTok. What's going on? I'm over here at Starbucks. Um, this is what I got to say about Duck and Donuts uh, coffee. It sucks. McDonald's coffee. It sucks. Freaking Burger King coffee. It sucks. But Starbucks, it's 100-ly specifically delicious 100 okay she, she's a, well, first got a, of all i got a bunch of notes okay first of all okay. would not have seen her as a starbucks uh spokesperson no no not, right not, the top. not but it kind of grows on you a bit doesn't it the teeth well, hold on we'll talk about the teeth okay. in a minute. what's going what's shoved down her bra that is a pocket knife straight up <laughs> pocket knife ready to stab a deer in the road <laughs> like oh my god and, and look at her glasses and i would say that she has glasses that are lit up I would say that's not a way to get a sponsorship. I would agree. He's shitting with you. on all the other places. Like, come on, girl. 
Now, uh, Tom, I'd like and, to talk to her. Tom and Christina have asked me a very astute question about why is it all the cool guys have teeth problems? Yes. They, it's sort of a marker. Like if you're, if you can't take care of your teeth, that's a, that's a, like, I think it tell, I think it says everything, but you know what I've noticed though? The, the reverse of it, the overcorrecting. Now all the reality stars are getting big, huge teeth. Like you see, the, the, yes. Yeah. You see Simon Cowell. He just got some new chompers. Like oh. they already had veneers, but they're going back and getting bigger ones. Oh no. To make big, wider smiles. And it's a little jarring. Ew, that's crazy. I didn't even know about that. Just start watching. Everyone's All right. Who's the winner? Is it Marcel or Batterina? Batterina, come I, on. Yeah, I think Batterina. I, I mean, is there any question? I mean, so you're now, gonna, Josh is going to have to go out there and walk into Batterina's cave. And we should be hanging upside down. So now there. what happens? Now you guys call her on another episode? I mean, we can't get a hold of her right now, can we? Uh, well, Nadav? No, we're, we're not going to get a hold of her right now, but we I mean, will reach out to I would think she's pretty busy, like hanging from her ankles. She's, she's going to get a call from Juicy Scoop, just so you know. Uh, how do you guys get get in touch? I won't. I promise I won't steal a, a coveted guest like that. That's completely. You could call her. They're, they're going to go see her. They're going to get some video. Oh, my God. Right? Aren't you? Well, listen, if they. We'll take it one step at a time. Right? Yeah. Oh, gentlemen, come on now. All right. So part of this show also is uh, Loveline-esque. I love it. All right. Questions so, and stuff. Yeah, questions. Let, let's start with. Uh, uh, we're going to go voice messages in just a second. But first, okay. we'll go to a fax or an email. My boyfriend and I enjoy rough sex. Sometimes I'm convinced our activities have bruised my cervix as it's quite painful for a day or two. My question is, is there a possibility that our activity could cause my IUD to shift out of place or even perforate my uterus? Well, I mean, you're the doctor. I wouldn't know about any of that. I've never had an IUD. Heather, not in rough sex. Uh, Well, no, I have a very tiny vagina, like a pierced ear, but I've um, never, you know. Like a pierced ear. Yeah, it's just shrunk and so tiny, tiny, tiny. (laughs) Is but it, I have it's never embarrassed. It's a it's shrinking. Ju- it's vagina. just so yes. Mm. You know, I don't need any vagidube or anything. So I no. can't answer this question. But you go ahead. And how many after two kids? It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, so uh, you definitely bruise your cervix, and you can also bruise your ovaries and uh, tubes. Even uh, round ligament can get pulled and uh, and bruised. You could uh, do something to your IUD. You, you could. I mean, it's, so does it, that mean that the dick is so big that it's like going up into places in your insides? It means insides? That they're they're pushing so hard that it's hitting up against the cervix with force. Mm. Doesn't necessarily have to be that big. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hang on. I, oh, this was there was a good one I saw here. Oh, I think. Oh, where is it? Now, guys, give me a second. It might be an. Oh, it's over here. For some reason, I got into the extra batch. Do you want to kick into a voicemail while you look for it? Sure, let's do that. Hello, Dr. Drew. Thank you so much for Loveline and your many other endeavors like uh, Dr. Drew After Dark here. I grew up homeschooled 20 miles outside of Tucson, super sheltered. Uh, So you and Adam Carolla were my sex education, for better or worse. Here's my question. How dare you? I've got this blanket. I I don't know. I guess you call it a, a comfort blanket or maybe a security blanket. Um, and I enjoy having it around. I sleeping with it under my head, hanging it over my shoulder, just generally having it close by. But as of April, so I guess, what is that? Like two months now, two and a half months or something like that. I stuck it in a box because I married and, uh, well, 35 is about 30 years too old to have a blanket. Indeed. I just, it just struck me as kind of odd to this behavior. Um, and so I haven't had it. It's, it's jammed in this box. Um, I don't long for it. I don't think I'm addicted. Putting it in the box hasn't been a problem. I haven't been tempted to pull it out. Why are you calling? And my aim is to leave it untouched for a year just to see 
I, where I'm see at. See if he can do in it. In a year from now, am I going to be, oh, it's so good to have you back, blanket. I don't have a name for it or anything. It's just, it's just a, a blanket. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I'm just curious to see what your thoughts are. All right. The very All right, stop. So uh, it's called a transitional object. Did your kids have tra transitional objects? Things they sort of cling to as a way of sort of dealing with the more I think autonomy. it's just the Xbox now. Yeah, the Xbox. But is no, sort of... there was never any like okay. and same so with me. Okay. So there was some research out just about a week or so ago that looked into what percentage of Americans have a some sort of transit what st still sleep with some sort of a transitional object, mm -hmm. stuffed animal, blanket, something. It didn't necessarily exactly what was from their childhood, but something that at least was a surrogate of mm -hmm. a transitional object. What percentage of Americans do you imagine sleep with a transitional object? 29%. 30%. God, I'm good. How did you know that? I don't know. I just I was I, blown away. I just think I'm very good at stuff like that. Yes, you are. 30% of people have this stuff. Uh, I, to me, that's a, that, I, I don't first think. First of all, I would say. I think me, that's historically a problem. I don't think it's been like that ever. And uh, it means it's something I've been suspecting for a long time that we're you not, know what, you know what we're I not think? going through developmental milestones. I, I think as There's, a mom. Like your dad did not have a transitional object when he was right. parachuting think, into Guam or wherever the hell he was going. I think as parents, like parents my age, we went home and watched Oprah our whole lives. And we saw what fucked up parents did to the people that were the guests. I think it's made us as moms harder to deal with our kids that might have weight issues because we want to be the opposite of the mom that made their kid anorexic. So sometimes we're not honest enough with our kids and their weight because of that. I think there's things like that. So I think as a mom, you're like, you want that? Okay. Like you're not going to want it forever. You want to sleep in my bed? Well, you're not going to have me sleep. I'm not going to be coming over to your dorm room. So who cares if you're 10 or 11? I think that's a lot of what it is. And, and, you know, you see it now with the college scandal and the snow plowing yep. and, and everybody just, and you, you, you don't realize that then this guy is at 35, is going to have to put that thing in a, in a box. Yeah. I, I think there was a lot of fear in our parenting where we are fearful yes. of doing anything, fearful of hurting the kids, fearful of fearful something of being happening blamed. to them. It was also that we treated them like snowflakes. We created that. But you know, you'll get blamed no matter what you do. Of course. Like I, Drake's birthday is October 29th. I went into labor on the 29th and they said, well, you can go home and have the baby on the 31st, Halloween, or we can give you the, whatever you call it, the drip, and you'll have it by five tonight. And I go, well, let's have it tonight. I don't want him to be a weird Halloween devil baby. <laughs> the other day I'm walking by and he's on his thing, talking to his friend, playing, and he goes, yeah, my birthday could have been Halloween had my mom not oh. taken some shot. <laughs> And I'm like, am I seriously getting blamed for my fucking birth story? Like, no, from the moment you were born, I made the wrong decision so, about your life. So, so the, you... the interesting thing in that story for me is that when we, what we do with our kids is, is one way or another a reaction to our parents. Either we do the same thing or we do exactly the opposite. So you telling him when he was four that you took a shot to have him was like your mom with the hymen. What? You didn't have to tell him. Well, I just thought, isn't this fun? You can have a Halloween theme, but you don't have to share your birthday uh, Yes, Halloween. but you have to tell them about the shot and everything else. That's like the Hyman story. I'm telling you. So, so of course, it's the same thing as your parents. All right, here we go. Uh, I've always loved Loveline. About two years ago, I went deep into podcasting. Started with Joe Rogan, found YMH, then this one. Uh, what started out was a passive form of entertainment to laugh uh, at the internet of strange people. Quickly turned into a self-reflective hole of self-realization that I was well on my way to being one of those cool guys. Hmm. While I love the cool guys, it was freaky to look in the mirror. Nice on the cake. Watching her episode with Christina and her description of her mother and borderline personality disorder made me realize I exhibit some of those same behaviors. Uh oh, I decided to go to therapy, found a therapist while I was diagnosed. 
I'm working with a therapist using dialectical. Oh, he is borderline. He's using dialectical behavioral therapy. to Borderline start a, personality? Or, mm-hmm, oh. Which males are kind of unusual, but there's, they're out there. Uh, I use cannabis in my experiment with cutting, <laughs> uh, which is a borderline thing. I just, you, your sister had this zone stuff. Did she cut too? No, mm. no, I don't really. I think my sister had several things. I just wanted to. Is there, is there one just labeled bitch? <laughs> <laughs> she was nice to me. Oh yeah, she was so excited to, to meet you. Yes, I just was a very, very eventful night. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank you and the YMH crew for doing it. Uh, you somehow shattered my reality in all the right ways. Uh, comedians are messed up. Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, well, that man, was nice. Yes, I know. The point is, it was under a success story. Yes. Was how your producer that's marked good. it. That, that's right. You seem like annoyed that it wasn't that interesting. Uh, well, I thought there was going to be a question at the end. What we do is awesome. Uh, when I have aggressive stimulation of my penis, masturbation, I get temporary swelling. It looks like a bump just under the head on one side of the shaft. It goes away in a relatively short time, and I have had this for a long time. Too scared to find out the reason beyond trying Google searches, and that says it's a lymphocele. Huh. I should have seen for a few weeks from it to, for it to go away permanently. See how men are? Yeah. So he's got a, he's, he's got a growth coming out of his penis because he's, he's so hard on himself. Google says, try laying off for two weeks. I can't do that. So, so what's the so, other option? What's the other option? Uh, I should abstain for a few weeks for it to go away permanently, which I'm sure would not actually work. You see, it wouldn't work. So I'm not going to do it, of course. Uh, I'm not sure that's a lymphocele. It could be. Uh, it also could be a tear in the, you know, the sort of, there's sort of a, a sheath in the penis. You can tear it and that can lead to scarring and peronies. So because it could be the peronies type thing, it actually is a good idea for you to see your urologist. And trust me, it's no big deal for urologist. Um, I want to get, you know, Nadav, I want to get Ashley Winner in here. She's like a 27-year-old neuro- urologist. She's very fun. You should be good on Juicy Scoop, too. Oh, cool. And look her up there for me. And um, she would look at this and just go, you know, no big deal. She, I mean, she does surgeries on penises all day long. Ashley Winter. That's kind of interesting that a woman... Um, because I talked I talk to my cousin. Peter's is. cousin is a doctor, and, I, and he's a... OBGYN and now fertility. And he said, almost all the guys that are doing, you know, becoming your, you know, um, OBGYNs are, are gay or oh, they're, or women or women. Cause they huh. know that it women to want be... to be with women. And so I just find it interesting that a woman then would pursue penis work as yeah. her and don't being care. a doctor. But, but a, a lot of the, um, back when I was in training, the, all the, the, the gynecologists were males and they were rough, like unpleasant to women exclusively, like really like misogynistic. I mean, I just think every time, you know, if you're, if you're at a doctor and they're like, okay, you need a referral to a, a you know, a gynecologist, do you want a woman? Oh, everyone's going to say a woman. So it's like, as a, definitely this day and age, if I had a son that wanted to be a doctor, I'd be like, I just don't think you should pursue gyno. I think you'll have a hard time getting enough women to go see you. I, I mean, I will tell you what they should say is just somebody good yeah and if there's a female partner in there just in case i feel i need it that would make sense do you know how many times i get an email because i was at sc during that gyno guy and mm-hmm. i never went to him motherfucker damn i know mm. i would come out to woodland hills and go to the gyno that was that my mom sent me to but i mean that's yes. where i'm like you know nobody lies about that shit because it's like really 
you know, would I ever go and pretend that I went to this person to try to be part of a class action lawsuit? Right, and like, right. like, no, anybody that's going did that. And I mean, God, is USC having some problems? I know. You know what's also weird about that college thing? Mm. Every time I'm obsessed with it. Okay? okay. And but if I ask kids that are like are graduating from Viewpoint or rich schools, I'm like, aren't you guys shocked? And they're like, no, no, really rich people are not shocked by it. And I think what it is, is like maybe just being like a, a normal middle-class person that went to USC. It was like my parents, I got in the normal way. My parents did, could afford without financial aid. They're like, no, we'll get it. You know, we only have one home, but we, we will get the money. We won't, why would we try to get financial aid? We're not that bad off. And I kind of think kids are raised whichever way their parents are. There's people that do fraudulent, you know, food stamps, and then their kids learn how to, how to work the system. And yep. then the super 1% privileged then they learn from their parents to that anything can be bought. Yep. If you have the money, you can pay for it. And then it, it's it, like it people also, like me, I'm like, sh I'm the one who's sitting here shocked. Also, I, I got exposed to that. I did some work for the young YPO, Young Presence Organization, and they had a guy on this panel I was on who was a consultant and they were paying him tons of money. I thought, oh my God, this is like, I, I, I just thought of that kind of thought, oh, that's how this happens. They just keep, they just, they just escalate it. You know what yes. I mean? There's more and more, and this guy gets away with more and makes connections, pays more people off, and it just becomes this scam. Yeah. So anyway. You know the biggest scam, though, that I want you to look into? Mm -hmm. Is um, the thing that's the most interesting is the people that are paying thousands of dollars to have their child diagnosed as special needs so that they can oh, take that was the, part of the same thing. I know, but it's yeah. really bad, and it yeah. only exists in some of the richest um, zip codes in America. One third of the Ivy League freshmen going in apparently have special needs, but none of them do. They're getting four Saturdays to take one ACT test that would normally a kid in Kansas would get from eight to 12 to take. Interesting. In the day. Interesting. Very unfair. And then you wonder why everyone's dumb when they get out of college. Yeah. Voice message. Hey, Dr. Drew. Um, I'm 26 years old. I've uh, been having a problem for honestly probably a year and a half now where when i wake up in the morning i if i don't eat breakfast within about 30 minutes i get so hungry that i feel nauseous like i could puke um growing up um i've never i never had this problem i never started eating breakfast until i was probably 22 or 23 let's, let's and now i'm gonna i would need a lot more information to wait i out. i know what it is what i think he He's probably having coffee, and I think something in the fake sweetener is making him nauseous. Could be. Because I just did an allergy test, Yeah. and I would sometimes feel nauseous before breakfast, but I wasn't really hungry, Yeah. and I and it was that I shouldn't have like artificial sugar. There's a, a lot of stuff nausea. like that. Yes, a lot of things can do that. So I but, diagnosed but it. Th that's, a, that's a reasonable <laughs> thing. Why, why the intense hunger, though, is kind of interesting. Um, no, he said he just feels nauseous. No, otherwise. he said, I get so hungry, I get nauseated. Oh. Yeah, but I, but it may be two different things. He must be very hungry, get some coffee, and then get nauseated, right? By the way, not a juicy voicemail. Yeah, let's keep going. Give me, <laughs> give me a good one. Give me a good one. No offense. Hi, Dr. Drew. It's John here from Boston. Here's what I'm running into. Me and my wife, we have a, you know, regularly normal active sex life, I guess. I'm starting to get a lot of, like, marks on the side of my shaft after we have sex. She's very tight. And I'm a little bit on the wider side. Is it just a matter of just more lubrication? I get like friction burns on the side of my 
shaft there. Um, want to know if you have any tips to help a brother out there. Thank you. Love the podcast. Um, I don't, if it is a, what it called an anatomic disproportion, you got to kind of just take it easy, but sometimes herpes can look like this or can get <gasps> caused by that. So you want to just kind of look into it. If there's an out, if you have one of these lesions, a dermatologist or a regular doctor, even just ought to look at it because it's a weird thing with skin. I, I can never tell what people are talking about. They're not trained to describe it. I, can I've, you get psoriasis on your dick? Yeah. So maybe it's that. Yeah, it could be the a lot. Heart, of, that's the, the heartbreak of psoriasis. Another be, thing I've diagnosed. My God, why be, am I not in medical? It could school? be a lot of things. That's the point. And so I just, you know, it could be just friction for sure. Uh, but you know, it just we need to look at it to know. One more. Hey, Doctor Drew. This is Kevin. Um, my girlfriend also watches the show, so I hope she hears this. Uh-oh. But um, why we we are making love? She loves to be choked and um i have always brought that up to her that that is a problem uh with her you know her growing up and stuff and she always shrugs it off so i would like to know is being choked during sex a problem or you know is it just something that some people like and some people don't okay well, my thought, first of all, is she probably saw it in porn, and so she cuts off on it. But as someone that's watched every episode of Dateline, I would not be choking your girlfriend. No, Holy no, no, fuck. No, no, if no, she no, accidentally no. dies, yeah. you are done. Yeah. So, and that does happen. Believe yes. me. It does. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, opiate addicts need that to sort of achieve satisfaction. There are people that have severe trauma do that, too. Uh, some people are just into it, like you said. So I don't, I'm not talking to her, so there's no way for me to know what, what's what. But uh, generally speaking, it's a either way to intensify when your brain has been sort of saturated with something like a stimu- like a opiate or to distract from the actual intimacy if she had some sort of abandonment or trauma, that kind of thing. It's a way to increase intensity. And intensity is not closeness. What if she's like, Eva, you choke me Continue to choke me. I want to break up with you. If you don't continue. If you, yes. If yeah. you don't continue, I, I think you've got to break. I think guys are really out of this thing, this trend of choking people. Mm-hmm. I think guys are at a risk yeah. of being in jail. Yeah. Like Killing spending somebody. the rest of their life in jail. How about or, the people that die with or, autoerotic asphyxiation? Yes. Or what if they're the not time? dead, but they're like a vegetable. Ugh. And then what if that's your wife and now you have to take care of her forever as a vegetable because she wanted to that. be choked. Ugh. Uh, here's a email. We had sex and everything was normal, finished like normal. And when we cleaned up, I wanted to get rid of the smell so no one would notice. Closest thing to me was a container of Clorox wipes. So I used them. <gasps> on herself? Noticed, on him. Oh. Uh, instantly noticed my penis felt like it was radiating heat, like a very hot hand warmer. It lasted probably around three <sighs> minutes, but then it went away. I haven't had any issues from that, and it's been a week or so. Is my body letting me know that I shouldn't do that? Or should I find a poor solution for warmth, did I find a poor solution for warmth in northern countries? So in other words, if you're cold in Norway, you can put Clorox on your junk. Uh, how about, how do you feel about Purell post-sex? <laughs> Just kidding. It's pretty sanitizer. irritating too. Thinking back on how Bert cleans his ears, can you recommend a better safe way to clean out earwax? I've just I've tried flushing it out with water, but it doesn't seem to get the ear get the flushing systems from the pharmacy and flush it out. Don't use Q-tips. Use Q-tips. Um, Leading cause of ruptured eardrums in the country. Leading cause. 
You know how I told you, okay, there are a couple things. I, I do have the Q-tip mm, disease okay. and I also have the back cracking thing. That's right. Do you think it's weird that I watch back cracking videos and people send them to me? You know how people like zip popping? Yes. I like to the back cracking. I like, feels, to I like to hear it. It feels like such a relief. I like to watch it. I like to watch people getting their back cracked. Why? It's a big thing. It's like a weird fetish. I don't know. But there, I don't, Does it worry you? Yes, I think it's weird. And I won't even go to a chiropractor because I'm afraid of becoming a, a quadriplegic, yeah, but yeah. I like to see it. And I like to hear it. I like to take the, you know what I also like to do? If something comes with the poppers, like in a package, yeah, yeah. I like to twist it while I twist my neck and pretend that I'm hearing the cracking of my neck, but it's really just the popping. Officially, Heather's a cool dude. <laughs> Officially, you're here. You made it. So we appreciate that. There's all the earwaxing equipment you could possibly need. Uh, that's how you get the earwax out. Yeah. By the way, there's a really crazy video of someone gets off on earwaxing cleaning. Of well, somebody getting was, something pulled out. I couldn't watch it, but I've heard about it. What I was thinking is that humans get off, I, I get not even getting off. They just get fascinated and fixated on just about anything. Yeah. You know? It's whatever it is. I mean, the pimple popper lady is huge. Yeah. And then somebody was sending them and I'm like, I only like hard blackheads. I don't like the pus. This is you. Yes. So mm -hmm. there was one with an old lady. She had a blackhead on her back for, I don't know, 30 years. But it was like a little rock that came yeah. out. Yeah. And I went to bed for weeks after that. And I would think about it, <laughs> about that little rock and how it just came out so perfectly. But then, you know, and then there's other things where I'm just, then like those back cracking videos. What, what else? Like across your lifespan, what are the weird obsessions? What? You have across a your, your lifespan, what are the weird oh, obsessions? Oh, so you said across your life. No, no, no. Um, across your lifespan. Because it must have been stuff in adolescence okay, the that was back, extra weird, the right? Because that's when the brain is like, oh, can the I The back cracking started when I was 13. Okay, I so, remember exactly where okay. I was. Someone told me, oh, I twisted um, my, on, on my desk and I was able, and my back cracked. And I go, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> And I did it. And then I realized, you know, that I could self-crack a lot. Oh. And then I started to do it. And then, um, and then I kind of learned how to do it to other people. Was like pressing their the back. The pushing, and, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, this is the worst part. Here we go. I don't even know if I can tell you. I introduced my kids to it. Oh. Hmm. Are they obsessed? Um, they didn't get obsessed, but they did. Eventually, they said. I was said, about to develop a genetic theory for this They eventually thing. told me. I don't want to anymore. Uh, Almost like a weird molestation thing. Like, I don't like our weird sick game where you push on my little back. <laughs> was the, was, were the little backs more satisfying? Yes. Because oh. a little back, you don't have to do it hard and you get like, like a... Like the whole thing oh goes. It's not like a big pop. It's like a lot of little cracks. And um, See, I think Christina will love how you got to get them together. <laughs> They, they belong together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I... And so after they hit about 14, you just stopped? They, yeah, now but now once once in a blue moon, Drake will be like, my back does hurt. Will yeah, you, sometimes will you, you crack it? it yeah. You know, and I, I can do it. But yeah, the days of, you know, I do so their toes. For, I'm so I, sorry for I you. do their toes. Mm. I'm like, let me pull those so toes. So it's, it's not just the back, it's the popping and cracking. It's the like. popping, it's everything. I mean, you know... Never want to get around a neck, yeah. you know, because that seems too scary. But like anything, twisties, you know, like where you twist your leg to one side and you twist your other. Do you do yoga? Oh, uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I stretch and stuff. I get some self-cracks myself, but not, 
So it's I not just, just the stretching. It's the, no, it's there the, was one chiropractor I went to. It was a huge <laughs> black guy and he got more cracks than anybody about 14 years ago. And I've been chasing that dragon ever since. <laughs> I just can't. Nobody else has been able to do it like that. And I'm like, I've had the best. Why try anyone else? Why don't you go back and see him? I don't even know where he is. And mm. I think it was at a time like, like Peter, Fe like it covered our, our insurance was covered than it was. And I mean, yeah. now I can afford to go to a chiropractor if I want to like yeah. hard cash yeah. rolling in it. But now I'm like scared. Don't that be careful what you say. Your, one, bro your brother might hear that. Yeah. The one that I go to, then that'll be the problem. And I know that's awful to say, cause I know 99.9, .9, but you know, you just need one story of someone. How do you feel about chiropractors? Do you ever go? I don't go. No. I have an objection for soft tissue I stuff. Feel... I, I object when they get into all kinds of medical stuff because it's like, no, you, have, you don't, you've ever seen this stuff. You're not trained in it. I kind of feel like it's sort of just a psychological thing because I never heard of anybody going to a chiropractor for like six weeks and then being like, you're good. You don't have to come back. Mm. So I, I don't really know that it like fixes anything. I, I've seen some low back stuff that gets fixed. Oh, and really? some shoulder stuff that gets better. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. God, I wish you could crack my back right now. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> You, should we do it? You did it for me once before. Do you remember? No. But, uh, once at um, Loveline years ago during a break. I didn't know there was a whole fetish attached to it, though. It's a little more uncomfortable knowing that it's a whole thing. I thought you like were in I don't need think, and I don't know. Help. I think it's a little inappropriate. Okay. Being that right. we're both happily married. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Heather, let's give all the plugs out. So my show, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, it's every Tuesday and Thursday. It's predominantly comedy, but it's whatever's juicy. If there's a juicy crime going on, a juicy story, I have lots of comedians as well as reality stars and regular guests that have something interesting to talk about. And, um, and then I do live shows. So my standup is great. It's very relatable. Is there a website? Yes. HeatherMcDonald.net. I, your husband will love it. You do not need to drag your husband to the show. He will love it. I do not mail bash. My stuff is very relatable and, uh, it's very escape. No politics involved in my podcast or my comedy. There is so kids, kids, come. kids and husband stuff, everything, it's, but it's still edgy and, and, dirty, and you do but, juicy, but you do juicy stuff. Too. Yes. It's yeah. just all juicy, all fun. Everyone loves it. And lots of dates coming up, uh, throughout the country. So come because you know, that's, I'm not, and then don't write me and tell me to come to your small town. You just are going to have to drive two hours. <laughs> These are the cities I'm coming to. And you know, and that's that. That's that. Just come to the big city, make a weekend out of it. HeatherMcDonald.net. There you go. Speaking of that's that. That's it. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Doctor Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the DrDrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.